Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Hi Mark, your first question for today is from Monica. She's got a question that's quite similar to Susan. They're both wanting to know how they can get their horse to go into a counter in a round yard without chasing them. So with Monica, she has a young horse who she started using your program. So well done, Monica, that's great. She'd like to practice the canter without driving. He offers a fast trot, but he just won't pop into the canter. So she's wondering if you can help with ideas on that. And Sue has a slightly older horse who she's unfortunately come off. And um, her trainer's advice is to lunge him in the round yard for a while before riding. And um, she doesn't want to chase the same thing. And she's tried to get the canter with the halter and the long lead, but without any success. Um, she, her question is also, is there any way that she can get her horse to canter at liberty with a tap at the girth area? Or is that uh, classified as a chase? So a couple of questions for you there, Mark. Um, yeah, it's a, over the years of, of my quest of trying to figure out better ways to sort of, or alternatives to sort of have, you know, an alternative to driving is I've, I've, I've sort of tried to figure out other ways and of, of getting, you know, operating, motivating horses to, to search and do things. And a lot of it, as, as, you know, people have already sort of heard me say before, is you go, you get them back to, you know, a lot of, a lot of things stem back to leading and, you know, because a lot of things we're asking is we step up with the leading hand, and then and then um, the horses to follow through with that. Um, and in a lot of a lot of cases, you know, the, the 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 common training that I see is, you know, you you pick up your leading hand. If the horse doesn't respond, then you go to the drive line and push through. Now, driving a horse constantly, so 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 you've got to work out. Like there's times when I when I'm starting when I'm starting young horses and um, they're, they're, it's not like I had a heap of time, uh, especially professionally, to do every single bit of groundwork perfectly so there was, um, you know, so everything just fell into place. Um, you know, there's times that you could almost say that I would cut a corner, but I knew I cut a corner and it, I wasn't consistently doing a certain thing. So where people sort of fall into the trap of driving is they, they, they use driving for everything. So, you know, they point the horse over there, they push energy into it, the horse moves away from the energy, kind of escapes from them. And then to go faster, they do the same thing. And then when they when they leg yield, when they, you know, chase a horse with their legs, it's all kind of like the horse is just being driven by this pressure that it kind of just moves away from. Um, and constant driving sets up a really bad feeling in a horse. But there's times there where once the horse has got the idea, um, and like, first of all, with the young horse, like the young Arab, it's already got the idea how to follow a feel forward into a walk, into a trot, uh, and then that last bit where it's a bit anxious to canter. So, so instead of cantering, it just trots faster, which is actually a pretty good thing that it's still getting a fair bit of speed in the trot, but it just, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to canter. So there's times that I'll kind of carry a flag or something like that by my side. But the reason I don't just say, oh, just go and get a flag and just make it happen is because I find people, I, well, I worry that people might just go to, oh, well, we'll just cut the corner and it'll be right. Um, 
I'd really like people to think about how they can improve their, you know, the the transitions and their skill set to get a horse to sort of build ready to canter instead of just, you know, cut that corner and get a cantering so you can see a canter. But there's a lot of times when I was starting horses that I had to see a horse carry a saddle at a canter so I knew it wasn't going to sort of go ballistic and that. So, so I just kind of hurried up, I'd pop the flag and that would be a sharp little pop and pop up into canter and I'd see that canter I know uh, that I'd seen the canter. And once I'd seen the canter I'd go, oh beauty, I've seen the canter, the horse is okay with it. Um, but I didn't sort of make it canter every single day and chase it around in circles just so I could have it cantering. I just needed to see the canter. Um, there's no advantage of sending a horse around at a canter, around and around and around consistently. Um, there's more advantage in transitions and, you know, um, the horse connecting and thinking about what it's doing and up and down. So to improve, and in both horses' cases, um, to prepare the horse for canter, there's a, a technique that I use and it's, I... I slow down and I push up. So if you both have already tried that sort of leading through with the horse, um, you know, I push up and the horse comes up and then I slow down again and I feel and I get the horse to slow down and then I push up and then I slow down and then I push up. So the horse is going up and then back and up and then back until that's really kind of strong. Almost like using a leg aid where you're sort of squeezing and the horse is a bit dull to start with and then all of a sudden you squeeze and the horse is really coming up nice with your legs um, and I think in a lot of cases we ask for the canter but if we actually really look at the quality of the transition and how well the horse is engaging with us and that up and down and up and down um, you find that um, actually there's a lot of work that could be done in the, in, in the earlier transitions so when the horse is around you on the circle you slow down because it's like though you might you know um you know and i'll move on to the older horse but for now for the young horse you know just because it's a young arab it doesn't mean you have to turn it into an endurance horse when you're lunging it um so so you know by going around and around and around getting tired you're gonna you know you you just get it really good at accelerating so you go right back to a walk and if you lift up that leading hand, it, it comes up nice and bright, and then it comes in. What, what they do is they start to, uh, you start to set it up so um, the horse realizes that when you push your hand forward and that lead rope knot goes forward um, and shifts a little, the horses to go in front and, and their eyes to get in front either of your leading hand or your shoulder. So when you say, my shoulder goes up, the horse goes, I get in front. And then, and then you slow down again, and then you do it again. And then the horse realises that, oh, the sooner I get in front, the sooner the pressure off the pole or the, you know, that changes. And, and, and then soon enough, um, the quicker you do that, the more effort the horse puts, it puts into going from slow to faster. And then you'll get to a point that you're doing that and then you'll just, all of a sudden you'll go push and the horse will kind of pop into that canner. So that's, that's the sort of ideal way if you're really trying to work on your leading hand to get the horse really good at, at doing that canter. But to cut a corner, once the horse is going pretty good, just to help with it, just a little bit more sort of, you know, energy in the air, you might just lift and maybe pop the flag and the horse will go whoop, and then it'll just be enough to get the horse into a canter. And, and, and that flag will help you. So you'll see me sometimes when the horse is lagging on a lead, I kind of pop the flag a little and, and get it to come up a little brighter. That's the aim. Um, 
if I sort of said just start to push into the loins and the drive line, um, sometimes it's it's easy to get into that habit of just pushing them forward. Um, I will sometimes do that myself. I might just you know put a bit of drive in the horse to say move forward faster, but I'm very conscious of the fact that the horse is just to get the canner and I just leave it alone. It's only enough to get it to to, to step into the next next thing and then I leave it and let it sort of carry itself. Um, it's when you get into the habit of using drive for everything, like push here, push there, push there, that that you really sour your horses. Um, but yeah, every now and again, if you use it a little bit just to get what you want to see it and help uh, so the horse can get into the canner, and then once you've got that, then you'll go back to say, well, I don't need to drive now. You know how to get that now, so I'm just going to go back to leading you into that canner. Um, and for the... Um, um, you know, with the horse about the, the 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 lunging at liberty and the stick and things like that, that's fine. Um, like I've had long sticks on horses and I've just sort of added a bit of um, extra pressure. Like a stick aid on a horse's back, if you're careful with it, it's only a pressure that's it's 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 a it's a stimulant that gets a horse to sort of go, oh, something's happening. I might change, and they change. But it's very easy to end up sort of pushing a horse constantly with a stick aid and the horse's thoughts are back on the stick aid. Um, now if I use a flag, like I might use a long flag on a stick and just shake it over the horse's back and the horse will kind of wriggle forward a bit faster and, and that'll be good. And it's just the same as me wriggling my legs or bumping my legs for the horse to go a little faster. But what happens when you're using a flag on a long stick or something like that? The flag stays with the horse. It doesn't escape from the flag. So what you don't want to sort of say is... Um, I'm going to shake this at the horse and the horse goes, oh, that's scary, I'm going to run over there. And then the horse thinks, if I escape from that flag, I'm safe. So that would be the horse thinking it's escaping from a stick aid or a flag aid. But if you just had, had the stick aid on the horse and, and put a bit of stimulant on the horse and it can feel it and then it just goes a bit faster and you just soften the feel of that stimulant, but the, the, the stick or the flag just is still sitting on the horse as it's traveling faster, then, it, then it's more like a leg aid. It's just the feeling of that that gets them to search and go faster, not them seeing it coming and having to escape from it. So, so if you're using a stick aid wherever you want to do it, um, then that's the way I would use it. You don't want to sort of get your horse... You don't want to be uh, in a. Uh, uh, you don't want to be so adamant that you want to get a canner that you start banging the horse with the stick that hard that it just gets gets a pain and just runs away from it. If you if you if you get to that stage, it means you haven't done your homework and you, there's more things, more foundation and more transition that you have to work on. And just like I was saying about the young Arab, the more you get that horse to hone in on that, come up and come down and come up. Um, and I've I've had horses on a long line at a clinic. Where, where, where I've just gone up and down and up and down and up and down and then when I feel that horse is ready I just go one big up and the horse goes put up into the canner and away it goes. Mm. Um, but it took me a fair bit of tuning that horse in the sense of getting that horse really into that sort of rhythm of coming up and down till the horse was really wanting to step up in front and knowing what its responsibility was to do that. And I find sometimes our desire to get walk, trot and canner Oh, oh, you know, I'm lunging now, walk, trot, canner, is stronger than maybe spending two or three days getting a horse to follow or feel better. Mm. You know, so I might spend a week getting a horse to walk around me in balance 
um, you know, if I had the time, you know, and, and if you've got a bit of time, well, I would rather work on the horse following a field and, oh, beauty, I can see the horse canter. And just going on a little bit with your horse, um, the one that the trainers encourage you to lunge it around, the reason why I think you're lunging it is because it's, um, it's frightened and it ran off on you. Um, so lunging it around is not going to stop it from wanting to um, run away from you because lunging away from pressure is only... Re reinforcing the fact that if you put a, a worried a pressure there that worries the horse enough, it is to seek refuge away from it. So to me, when, when people say round pen your horse, send it around a round pen or lunge it because the horse is frightened, um, you're only saying to the horse, I'm going to put a dangerous stick here that you're a bit worried and, and you run away from it. So the horse is only learning to, to, to escape from danger by doing that so you're, you're only actually to me you're only reinforcing bolting and stuff like that um, I, I would probably work on your horse getting a lot closer um, coming in feeling comfortable with you and then work on good leading transitions into lunging so the horse never thought that it got away from you and your pressure it just sort of um, was a conversation that the horse ended up trotting around you or cantering around you that, that's the way I'd be looking at it I'm glad you answered um, that last bit because I was going to ask you what, what Sue could be doing then, but, um, but that's wonderful. So I hope that helps Sue and Monica and let us know how you go with them. So staying with that um, faster horses, the next question mark is from Helen. She has a gelding who is absolutely fine out on trail, but just started to want to race towards home. Um, only at a trot, but the trot does get faster and faster until he feels like he's running on the forehand. She's tried to make the trot uncomfortable by getting out of rhythm, which does slow him down a little bit. And also she's tried lifting one rein and asking for a shoulder in type of manoeuvre, which works momentarily. But as soon as she releases the rein, he wants to go again. She only asked for a trot from a slow trot, um, and that doesn't last long. He's quickly into the faster one. He is also happy to walk if she doesn't ask for a trot. So she's not sure if this is related to a balance, is maybe her trot not quite right and he's losing balance in his stride or is it possibly his destination thought that's taking him home and is there any way to tell which one yeah that's like it, it is a it, it's a it's a funny one that one helen because it's like oh everything seems good at the walk and you just speed it up and then 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 it all sort of starts to unwind and and i guess he's been a pretty cool calm horse but as 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 you know, and, and we've sort of looked at it clinics with him, is um, he's been a little bit shut down as well, um, and there's times when when he probably chirps up, even when you know years ago before I met you and stuff, that uh, under certain pressure and, and his anxiety comes out, and um, I get the feeling. I don't think he's trying to rush forward because he's out of balance. I think it's more so because of a, a stronger thought for, for destination because if it was out of balance, it'd be both directions. Um, you know, I think I think you said it was more so going home. And, yeah, if he was out of balance and felt uncomfortable, it, it no matter which way you tried, he'd kind of rush or, or get a bit funny in it. So um, I'd rule out... Well, though, though I know him, and I know that you know him well enough to know that he does carry himself on his forehand a lot, and and he could be a lot lot softer. Um, 
Uh, I don't think him, you know, feeling out of balance because he's on his forehands making him trot faster because it's only in one direction. Okay, so um, so because it's in the homeward direction, it's 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 uh, he might be walking, just kind of going, yeah, okay, I'm walking, 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 but then all of a sudden. Uh, but also, actually, actually, Helen, here's an experiment, uh, and I'd say this to everybody: is um, on the way home. It's actually everybody and me. My, I'm, I'm the same. I'm going to sort of blame everybody for this um, because I'm blaming myself for this because this is something I just got in the habit of doing and riding lots of horses. Is I just, you know, most horses if I had a good walk, I'd ride in their walk, and I'd, I'd be riding their walk all day long. And, and if they had a reasonable trot, especially the young ones, you know, I was, you know, I had to get certain transitions right that they could go between the gates pretty, pretty smoothly, and they could steer and back up and 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 start some basics of lateral work. And but but really, um, uh, to be honest, I, I sort of used to like call a good walking horses, so I must have I would have fallen into the habit of just riding the horses at their walk that they offer. Um, and some horses, it's different. It's it's how they walk and how they trot and how they can are, are quite different. And the more anxiety comes out, if there's already a bit of underlying anxiety in there, and and he's got a strong destination thought, his walk will be um a certain speed, and he gets to the top of his walk and he just trudges along, and he won't walk any faster. His next gait will be trot. Some horses have got a wall between every gait. Others don't. So the ones that don't are a bit harder to ride because. The ones that don't, people hang on to like that. They're those kind of zzzz horses like that. So if, if someone loosens the rein on those horses that have got strong thoughts, they just go walk and then they go into a trot and then they go into a can and then they go into a gallop. They just kind of, you feed the rein out and they'll just go zoom. Now there's other horses, and this is your horse would fit more into this category, is they'll kind of walk at their fast walk, but every gait is almost like... No, Canter might be different, canter to gallop, but basically from the walk to the trot, there's like a door and it's closed until you open it by asking for the next gate. But they sort of, they'll just go zzzz up to the door and they'll be waiting at the door. They won't bust, bust through the door. Even on a loose rein, they won't bust through the door. They'll just wait at the door until you open the door by saying, go into the next gate. And, and then they'll go zzzz up to the next door until you ask him into canter. Now, he m may fall, but most horses tend to have the door at the walk, and then after the walk, then they kind of just rush. So, what your job, I think, to experiment with is on the way home especially, is find out if he's doing it in the walk secretly. Um, you might be happy with his kind of semi-whatever walk that he does, but I want to. I want you to see how close to the doorway into trot. What I mean is that's the transition where he transitions from walk to trot naturally without a lot of, you know, help. The the, the spot that he would usually do it if you just let him kind of go up, without without saying trot now. So he, so so I'd pull him, and I'd pull him right back to the start of walk as I'd, I'd slow him down, slow him down, slow him down, and I'd loosen on him and find out if he goes walks back up fast to that doorway again and 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 practice that and and you might find that he's actually doing it in the walk it's just that his walk is one of those walks you can you can walk all day in a loose rein and feel okay with it but it's still knocking on the door a trot but for him it may not feel like that compared to another horse 
And the only way you test that is by slowing it down a little and then loosen it up and then whoop, and you'll feel him push up to that spot again. And if a horse is doing that in the walk, well, you know they're going to do that in the trot. Okay, so it's a good experiment um, at the walk because the walk is the one where he's going to have less anxiety. The trot, you're going to add more anxiety and then the canter, maybe more anxiety again, especially because the the, the destination thought on the way home. Um, so, so what I would do is I'd slow him down in the walk until his thoughts change and then I'd loosen up and then he'd go like that and he'd speed up and then say no slow him down again and then loosen up and relax and and because he's going you're going to have more chance of getting a stronger thought change in the walk even if you've got to back him up some to say let go of that forward thought and then loosen up and then just let him off again until he you can loosen the reins in the walk and you feel him go I'm with you uh, I'm not destinating and then you just relax a little and just let him go for a bit um, as soon as you feel him sort of push up to that doorway again slow him down loosen up until you don't feel him so feel him kind of walk up the walk to that kind of because because a lot of horse have a they have this locked in walk and that's what I was just saying before you know it's easy to let a horse lock into their walk um, but if you take him out of that walk and slow him down they'll just constantly go back to that lock-in walk that they tend to do and if we're happy with that walk that's the problem it's if it's, if it's the walk we're happy with we allow them to lock into that walk too much um, but it's a problem when we put them out of that walk into a trot and then they kind of speed up because um, the, and, and also do an experiment at the trot like I like experimenting with horses that's why that's how you learn off your horses I suppose by experimenting but when you get into the trot just do an experiment he is rushing at the trot, but let him rush at the trot and see if he stops at the doorway to canter or he just keeps going into canter. Okay, that's just an experiment. He might just get to his fastest trot and not canter, and he but he's just rushing to the to the next gate. Um, and so, but once you've got it soft in the walk, then you ask him to go into trot by listening to you and say trot like this and he'll go like this and you go very good loosen up on him if he says but can I go to the gate or you know can I go to that doorway no come back and listen now relax and um, um, so 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 experiment in the walk till you know you can put him in different walks on the way home and he can set a loose loose rein speed that, that he can walk in different walks and then and then go back and practice in the trot and you might find you've sorted a, a, a reasonable amount of it out in, in the walk. Um, there are other things you can do if he has got strong destination thoughts which really fixated, you can say let go of that, let's ride over here, I'll oh, back up here, maybe let's ride over here and let's do a trot across the direction. You know, instead of going straight for home, you might just do a crossways trot and you might go, oh let's slow down there. And you just get him thinking about some different things. So that's other things you can also look at to try and help him out. Um, but yeah, do a bit of experimenting in that walk to find out if, if that leaks in the walk, because I'd say you might find it's in there too. Mark, your next question is from Ira. She has a horse that's hard to turn when riding. No problems to stop or back up, but she needs to pull really hard on the reins and she rides in a halter. Have you got any idea about how to help her? And by the way, she says she's thanks because her horse is now self-loading in the float and slowly goes off the float and that's thanks to um, what she's been doing since she's been to your clinic. 
Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear, hear positive progress like that. That's really nice. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's great, Ira. Um, so it's with the turning, uh, the, the horse has learned to brace against the reins and some, some, some just haven't been taught to steer. And it's very easy for horses to get in a bit of a set where they just kind of lock up and sometimes if they do turn, they're still stiff like a board and they just kind of motorbike over. Um, now, there's a certain amount of sort of flexion you can do, but you don't want to overdo flexion because usually when you bend your horse when it's moving, that's when you'll still feel brace. If you just, you know, had the horse bending, 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 um, when they move their feet, they, they, a lot of those horses still have brace in them. So I, I try to sort of to get those, you know, there, there's a point with a really heavy horse that's bracing, because you're in a holder, um, I, you know, I don't encourage a holder or a side pull, probably preferably a side pull sometimes. Um, might be better for yourself because it gives you a good lateral sort of you know the the reins coming from each side so it's very uh, a little bit more decisive on what side the reins getting picked up on and the horse will feel that rein or the left rein or right rein whereas when you're riding a bit of a bracy horse in a halter sometimes it's um you know easy to get a little lock in lock in the jaw because um it's a bit like a uh, like a hackamore that's got a bosel on it um, you know that it's very easy to get a brace in a horse through that so sometimes if you want a bit more bend and turn in your horses you know it can be advantageous to go to a, a side pull um, and also the direction that that um, the you know what's on their nose the, the the ring around their nose the band that's around their nose the direction that reins pulling is causing it to go in the direction that you want the head to bend as well Obviously, it's a thought that brings that you know brings the bend around correctly and the horse thinking around. But sometimes you've got to get a horse to let go or push in first. So something you might want to look at before you you know I would actually turn you know I would do a little bit of like standing still and getting the horse to engage with each rein. So I'd probably the first thing I'd look at is just seeing if your horse can stand still, pick up your right rein. If the horse flicks an ear and softly bends to the right and you just loosen the rein and, uh, and, and, and you just get a little bend, just a, not, not all the way around like sniffing your boot or anything like that. The horse just loosens his jaw, looks to the right a little and kind of relaxes a little in the jaw and the neck. And you do that on both sides if you can just do a standstill, pick up a little feel. Get them to understand that when you pick up the left rein, engage with the left rein, engage with the right rein and kind of bring your thoughts across to that side to go in that direction. And you'll see them sort of soften a little and you just work on that little bit of exercise where you're just loosening up the thoughts and, and the jaw and they can just look a little bit, look a little bit. Um, but then there's a point with some of the bracy horses have been ridden a bit that you just got to kind of do a turn and take them past the brace. Because um, even with that little bend, when some horses are moving, when you go to bend them any further, they just kind of fight and they lock up and they won't turn. So... And I'm not saying this is right for your horse, but it's something that I do for just certain stiff horses. And if you keep doing it, you'll find the horse will start to turn. And, and this is where I say, you know, chuck a yui as you, you go and you do a U-turn. Um, so what you're trying to do is imagine if you set up a sort of a witch's hat or a marker somewhere or a few markers and you ride up to that marker. Your aim is to turn back in the new direction um, in the smallest amount of room that you can so you're basically kind of bending your horse and you're just picking up the rein and pulling until the horse bends 
all the way around as far as you can go and, and the horse moves its feet in that direction. Not all the way, all the way that's around your boot, but as far as you can to get that horse to come around a turn and go back in a new direction. And you'll feel a bracey bit, but sometimes you just gotta take them through that brace and then let them off when you go in the new direction and you just repeat it. Um, so in between the turns, you loosen on the reins and just let them travel and then you slide down, you bend and the horse looks all the way around and then you let them off and turn and keep repeating it over and over on each rein and sometimes just taking them through the brace and then letting them off in the new direction they start to sort of become uh, they start to try and be on time instead of running late and they'll start to sort of softly bend with the rein think with the rein and turn might take you 50 or 100 transitions on each side before you start to notice a change uh, or a, a good positive change um, but a lot of times horses learn to avoid bending and looking and they just kind of lean and, and fall over in their turns and they kind of lock up. So sometimes, but I wouldn't do it in a bit, I'd do it like like in, in, in um, a holder or side pull or something to start with. Um, the other thing is, you know, going back to what I said before about just getting them, you know, you might just go stop, bend, look a little and when the horse is looking, ask for just a little bit of energy where the horse just gently walks off to the left rein. So for the nervous horses that brace and the ones that get really frightened, what I just told you to do is just take them around the corner and take them through the bend. Sometimes there's a bit too much pressure uh, and could make them scoot and, and be a bit worried. So those type of horses, if they're really starting to panic, if you sort of firm up on that rein and say, I'd like you to come through and bend um, while, they're, while they're moving, then those ones you might want to slow down a little and go back to, like I said at the start, where you get a bit of a bend, they look a little bit, and then you get them to sort of maybe walk off a little bit in the direction that their bend, the bend is, and then you stop and you bend a little bit and you get them to walk off in that direction um, until they get more confident with bending and they don't feel sort of overly trapped or confined. But those horses that feel like they're in a trap and they panic, yeah, you, 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 you've got to be a little careful with those and sort of, you know, you grade the exposure into the bending into that rain, but eventually you want to be able to kind of bend them all the way in and they'll just come all the way into that turn and come all the way around. Um, but I've seen a lot of horses that people have done flexion all day long at a standstill and when that horse is moving it still locks up. So you've got to try and get the bend whilst the horse is on the go while they're moving. And um, and basically, also just quickly, bef um, before you go to turning your horse, if your horse is commonly when you let it out on a loose rein got a strong thought, it just marches along. Instead of having it marching along with a strong thought, I would actually pick up on the reins and if it leans, say leaning's not available, back it a step, um, just to say let go of that forward push and then ride it out on a loose rein. Pick up the reins softly. If the horse leans, then you just rock it back and say that's leaning's not available, pushing's not available, until the horse lets go of that strong forward thought. And then when the horse is a bit more aware, when you start to touch the reins, then you start to go, now I'm going to pick up one rein and turn you. Instead of getting a sort of horse that's thinking 100 metres ahead or more, marching along and then trying to put it in a tight turn, uh, you might get um, a little bit more in tune, a little bit using, using a backup before you start to try and get it to bend and think into its turns. That's great. Thank you very much, Mark. That's all we've got time for this week. But he'll be back to answer more questions next week. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jenny. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven-day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.